brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Not sure your accountants do all they should? Talk to Tax Assist. At Tax Assist, we offer a personal and proactive service all year round. Switching is simple and you can do it anytime. Visit us in one of our 20 stores or meet us online to get a free, no obligation quote. Get the service you and your business deserve. Visit taxassist.ie. We're here to help you thrive. Here at Paddy Power, when we say there's a power price enhancement, we mean there's enhanced odds on a bet on UK and Irish racing each afternoon in shop every 20 minutes. Feel the power inside your local Paddy Power. Max stake 50 euro or 25 each way. In shop only. Excludes betting machines. Applies to singles and each way singles only. One bet per customer. Offer period runs between 1 and 4 p.m. but may vary. T's and C's apply. Play safe. 18 plus. Gamblingcare.ie. Ask staff for more details. Uh, welcome to Reality NSFW. Uh, Johnny and Matt could not make it tonight, but I will be your main host, uh, Alex Trias. I'm here back again with Lauren Pratt. Lauren, how are you doing? Um, recovering from yesterday, the Survivor premiere party with Johnny and Matt, but I made it. I'm here and I'm ready to talk about the uneventful episode we just watched of The Challenge. Yeah, so I so obviously uh, program notes. Uh, last night was the Survivor premiere. Uh, Lauren, Johnny, and Matt, and a lot of people were in Louisville uh, doing a premiere party. I was here podcasting with Lex. That is on YouTube and on your local podcatcher. So listen to that. It was really good. Uh, Ninety minutes worth listening to Lex is a gold mine of knowledge with that old school uh, thought process mixed in with understanding what the new school is. Uh, so. Granted, I finished all that around like midnight. I get get it all set up. I have it put onto uh, uh, Red Circle to get us the podcast out, and I get on uh, line with a couple of my friends, and we're like, you know what? Let let it's one a.m. Let let's watch. Let's let's not go to bed. Let let's watch the challenge episode. Let's see what happens. It was only an hour. Maybe we're gonna get a big headbanger. And boy, did it take all my power not to fall asleep. I watched it again right before we came on air to see if I missed anything. Nope, didn't miss anything. S- super uh, straightforward to the point episode. Like, I'm I'm not thrilled with that given the cliffhanger that they gave. But if that's how they needed to stretch it out, I guess that's what they had to do. 
Yeah, that episode could have maybe taken 10 to 15 minutes tops to give me what I needed from it. It was really dragged out, to be honest. And I think it was so predictable that they could have just put it in last week or combined the episodes. They didn't need to spread it out as much as they did. And that's why we get seasons that last five to six months every single time. Yeah, so we'll get into it. Uh, We start out with... uh... Right after uh, the face mush by Fessy into uh, Josh, you just hear Josh countless times drunkenly screaming, you're not going to make a final, you're not going to make a final, you're going home. And Amanda, my God, was preaching for all of us at home like, Josh, you're his best friend. Uh, You need to stop jumping on the couch, sit down, grab some water, cool yourself off and go to bed. This is exactly why I am happy Amanda is on the season because we get those sound bites from her. She hasn't been really in too many episodes as much as she normally is, but she was really in this one. So I enjoyed that part of it. And the thing about it is her and Josh were partners on a previous season together. So she knows Josh's tendencies. And I think she was really just looking out for him, getting him to calm down. Because as we know, when Josh gets like up a level, he can never simmer himself down. He always has to have someone get him in that calm state where he can actually like mentally think through, all right, that wasn't a good decision. Right. Uh, it, it wasn't a good look for everyone involved. Like Josh looks bad there. Fessy unfortunately looks bad by doing the face push, which has happened multiple times, including by Amanda on several occasions to uh, Camilla in former seasons, never got kicked off the show for it. Never seen someone get kicked off the show or got a warning for throwing a drink in people's face from my recollection. Maybe they have, I think it's stupid if you do, but uh, Josh even at a point is like blaming Amanda along with Tori and Corey for instigating. Amanda like makes it known to them and Casey makes it known to them like, hey, no, I was trying to calm things down. I wasn't the one dragging you in here. I'm the one trying to stop this. You need to focus and remember Tori and Corey started all this. Amanda started and or not Amanda, uh, Amber instigated after getting goaded by them like, you need to remember who your real friends are here. Because, like, Tori's, you know what? Guess what? Shocker, Tori's fake to them and, like, will hu- and hugs Josh when Josh finds out he's not going home. Like, she tries to play both sides. It, and I think people are finally starting to, like, call it out a little more. Yeah, her playing both sides is definitely catching up to her. And I just think as the season progresses, it's just going to go downhill for Tori, honestly, because she doesn't have her close ally in the house, Anissa, anymore, which when you have a strong duo with someone that can really help you because then you can talk to different people and make sure that you have the alliance covered. And it's interesting because we did see Tori with a group of people where Emmy was involved, CT, and they formed that bond. Devin was also there. So I just don't know how she's with that group, but then sometimes with the other group, it just doesn't make any sense. It's because uh, Tori, Tori wants to be friends with everyone. Like realistically down, I know she wants to be liked. Uh, like I don't think it's her trying to be fake i think it's just her coming off as fake and uh, like two-sided or um, yeah two-faced uh, but we see all this calm down uh jot we do get the big brother people come back together um and we do get that little bonding moment between fessy and josh and casey and i think nani's in the room too but really she's just there uh and they hug it out they really find out like they it was stupid for them to fight and we'll talk about a little bit like their other conversation before Fessy gets uh, booted, but it, it, they're making ground. And you even hear Casey say right there, like guys, like look, they're all laughing at you. They made you guys fight. 
Tori and Corey aren't to be trusted, like all, all that. So like while Tori's in the room and Corey's in the room and the veteran thing is still there, I think I think some of them now are like putting a little side eye towards them, like, okay, we'll keep them around, but like we need to keep an eye on them. We can't let this happen again. They literally instigated everything, and then it took this many episodes for Josh and Fessy to finally come together, and it's too little too late. And I just don't understand. You literally are getting yourself in a spot where you could be kicked off the show because you have this little tiff with somebody when you actually should probably be working with each other in an alliance because that alliance has dominated for a very long time. And then people realize, you know what, if I can make people butt heads with each other and I can come out squeaky clean, I'm going to do it. Cause chaos, cause controversy within the house. And that's what they decided to do. And you know what? They got a big heavy hitter out of the house. They did. Uh, but like while they're having their conversation up there, Amanda's like sort of stepping up for Josh and Fessy downstairs, like calling out Fessy or not Fessy, uh, um, Tori and Corey for instigating the fight. You knew what you were doing. Also, uh, before I get to the Corey side of things, because I have a joke for that, too. Uh, I'm going to start with Tori. Does Tori not care about her family? <laughs> like, I, I, I'm being real here. Like, she she goes in a drunken state going, I swear on my family. I didn't expect this to go that far. It was just a joke. I didn't expect them to get into a fight about it and throw hands. And the man's like, you're fucking full of shit. Like, they're your friends. Why are you trying to make them fight? Oh, she she knew exactly what she was doing. She's very calculated. I give her a lot of credit. She's smart. She knew that she wanted them to go at each other and she made sure to go down and they show it again on the tape, the footage, her walking in, grabbing Josh and making sure that he saw what was happening and got him involved with the situation. Right. And you know what? They probably mentioned it on both uh, like big deep analysis in both their episode podcasts of uh, the challenge official podcast, which, you know, I don't listen to. Because as we know on this podcast, I am feuding with that podcast and their co-hosts. Uh, so come at me. But we also get Corey, who's like, they're two grown-ass men. They don't need to be fighting over pizza. And uh, cue back a couple seasons ago where um, you remember when Corey got kicked off because uh, Tony threw uh, Devin's pasta out the bus. So uh, Corey uh, flipped him onto the ground. Yeah, it was a great moment. It really was over some pasta. Over this time pasta. it was over pizza. So I don't know what it is with the Italian thing. So you know what? The, the, nothing happened on this episode. So let, let's talk about it. Um, what do you think is the bigger like food that like you're not allowed to mess with here? Like if we have like a tier like hierarchy here, and we're starting now with like we got pasta on one corner, we got pizza on the other. What do you rank higher as? You don't fuck with this food. You don't fuck with the pizza. Pizza is what everyone wants when they're drinking. I had some pizza last night at the premiere party. It was great. It was delicious. Yeah, you don't fuck with the pizza. See, guys, when Johnny's not here and not having countless stories, this is what you get. Uh, you get hierarchies on how to fight over food. Um, I agree. Pizza all the way. If you're like, this is like, you have to think of these people as college students, especially when they drink. When it's 2 a.m., you're getting your $1 slices from your local pizza place at your uh, college campus. It's really bad pizza, but it tastes so good when you're plastered. Uh, when someone takes and messes your pizza, those are fighting words. Fighting actions, really, not words, but you get the, you get the point. But I just loved it. I thought it, I thought it was funny. You know, like um, you have Devin going like, oh, you may have never won a final, Corey, but like, congrats. You get a gold medal for uh, instigating. Bravo. Like, congratulations. 
I mean, I love when Devin can chime in there because he's absolutely right. Corey hasn't, you know, really done much, but he knows how to make good television happen. That's what he decided to do. Yep. Uh, yeah, we, we don't get a ton. Like, we get a little bit of snippets of Devin throughout the episode with giving his little side comments. We do get a couple from uh, Kyle, too, which were, are coming up. But it's now the next morning. Uh, calmer heads are prevailing right now. And uh, we, we get that. I, I think this was a very genuine and good scene between um, Josh and Fessy where they really just air out like understanding where each side is coming from. The conversation that they were supposed to have days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Josh like, I really like put you guys in front of me. I understand I put a lot of pressure on you guys because I have this expectation that the three of us are going to be thinking cohesively. Uh, and like, it pains me that I'm only one of the three of us who hasn't gone to the end when I put you guys so high on my list. I don't feel it's the same way. You have Fessy reciprocating that by going, you, the reason why I, I get insecure because you're so good at the social game. I know that's my weak point. So when you say I'm good, I don't, I know, understand that you're good, but I don't feel safe. Because I know my social game's lacking. What is with these people needing so much reassurance? I mean, if you've been friends with someone for so long inside, outside of the house, I, you shouldn't have to reassure someone that you're good every single time. It just should be a known fact. I, I, I think it's easier said than done. It's easier for us to say from podcasting, uh, from our apartments or hotels, wherever everyone's at. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, I, you hear from Johnny, you hear from all the like, survivor players and a lot of the big brother and, and challenge people. It, it's a pressure cooker in there. And sometimes you fight with your best friends and you don't trust your best friends even when you're in there. Cause you just get so paranoid. Cause you had that like sort of that prisoner mentality. Cause you're, you're just in this isolated uh, area with only these people. You can only trust someone so much, even if they're your best friend, even their family, like it doesn't matter. Like at some point you're going to get paranoid. And it doesn't matter what the reassurances are that you're still going to have your beliefs that like, I get Josh is saying I'm good favorite. I know she hates me because I don't like her. How can I trust her? You see the same thing with Casey still in this episode. Like I can't trust her. And that's a whole different point. And we'll get to that because I think that's a better discussion to have on this shorter podcast. Um, but they hug it out and all that. Overall, I think it was a really good scene. I, I think it was very, like it wasn't, didn't feel fabricated. It didn't feel like, oh, we understand the cameras are near us. I felt it was genuine. It was extremely genuine. And you also have to look at alcohol is such a huge factor when going back to the paranoia point. I think if they're playing this game level-headed, no alcohol is involved, you're going to see so much of a different season from each and every single contestant on the challenge. But the reason why alcohol is involved is for you to get those explosive blown out of proportion moments that the viewer wants to see because that is entertainment on our television screen. But at the same time, I think some people need to just go into the challenge house and be like, I'm not going to drink. I'm here for the money. I'm here Mm -hmm. to win. If I can stay level headed the entire time, I'm probably going to do much better. The thing is, it, it's all about knowing yourself. Like I think some people go in there and they're like, oh, we're, I'm just going to have a good time, which as a viewer, that's great. If I'm someone who's competing there, I'm not going to stop myself from drinking, but like I would be more mindful of how much I'm drinking because I, I, you shouldn't understand your limits when you're drinking. These people don't. They drink recklessly. Uh, but before we do the Emmy side of this, because I sort of feel like this is like a two-parter, like we, we can focus on the Fessy side of things and then we could focus on um the 
the rest. So like uh, from the overnight stuff, like you still see like Berna and other people still having such a hard time with Amber because they're like, they feel like Amber started the fight because she was the one shouting in their perspective. And they feel like Amber ended the fight because she's crying and now trying to get everyone's sympathy. It's such a weird thing because like, I don't know if they're trying to protect Amber and have us like hide things and we can't see the things that are agitating, really agitating these people. But I feel like a lot of these catsmers don't understand the difference between fake and just like someone who wants to have sympathy. Cause like, I don't see Amber as fake. I see her as like, she's a nice person. So she tries to be nice to everyone, even if they, she doesn't necessarily like them, but to them that comes across as fake. I think the other point of matter is I think the veterans probably stall or just win. And for some reason, there's a double standard between guys winning and girls winning. And there's like this big red X over Amber. Like you're not supposed to trust her. She needs to be gone. If any of you want to try to win. Do you think that they're saying that she's fake as well? Because they're kind of scared of her a little bit because Amber is actually a very strong competitor that she just won last season, as we saw. And the, I think what also hurt her, I will say her coming into the house, not from the beginning, she came in a little bit later. So everyone's sort of acclimated with each other. She has to like mix and mingle to try to find her group and who she can actually trust because she thought she could trust certain people. They backstab her very early on. And then she's still trying to find her footing. I don't think so. I think these opinions were pre-existing amongst the people because it's a majority of people who played last season. The only veteran that is back on this season who wasn't on double agents was Amanda. And even Amanda's just like, I don't like her attitude. It doesn't vibe with me. I don't got time for someone who's trying to have a pity party for herself. Uh, So it sort of is what it is, but it's the next morning now. TJ comes in and, you know, you never, it's never a good thing when TJ's in the building you know someone's getting booted. Yeah, whenever TJ comes, it's never good news. And I found it interesting with this. He pointed out a couple of different people. And most of the time he doesn't do that. Sometimes he just comes in, boom, you're gone. See you later. And that's it. But he went step by step and was like, warning here, warning here. You know, got to chill. And then gets right to Fessy and he's out. Right, right. Um I think it's stupid giving Esther a warning. I understand giving Josh a warning, like for throwing a drink or as Esther's kept saying, spilling her drink. Uh, Cause I guess it's a nicer way of sounding. Um, I don't think you should get anything for throwing a drink. Hands were not thrown because a drink was thrown. Like Josh threw drinks and Kyle threw drinks last season. And no, they didn't get even a sniff of a, Hey, watch yourself, watch your behavior. Um, I think it was just like, they felt like they had to reprimand Esther because they knew ultimately they were booting someone else. Um, well, do you remember, didn't it was um, Wes that poured a whole bottle of cola on Car Maria's head? Great, nothing great happened. scene. Great. It scene. was a great scene. It was an excellent scene, but nothing came Car of Car his behavior, but yeah, but it's a different time. It's honestly just different times now. I think a part of this is potentially CBS and Viacom having rights over MTV now. And you see sort of like they play it more safe ever since this merger has happened. Um, I think it's just a switch in the production uh, team's mentality on what's acceptable today. Uh, I don't agree with it, but I'm not the one uh, paying those checks. So it's on them. Uh, But I think ultimately Fessy takes it on the chin. He doesn't pout about it. He doesn't try to argue it. He understands that he fucked up. 
and honestly, the most genuine confessional. If like if you even if you hate Fessy like Lauren, um, I feel <laughs> like you you had to been like feeling for him at least somewhat in that confessional because like he was being real, like he he has so many walls built up in his confessionals and how he does his stuff on these shows. He finally let it like tear down a little bit to be like, I don't like showing my feelings just because I I don't I I feel it to him it probably he thinks shows weakness. But I thought it was the most strong I ever seen him was him just being real there. Just like, I love this. I love this show. Like, I feel horrible for doing this, especially because of who it was that I did it with. I fought with my best friend. Now I'm gone. It's possible that they don't ask me back because I put my hands on someone. Uh, I think he's totally coming back. But I think I think it actually made him more likable. Yeah, I'll give my take on Fessy for this season in particular. I have enjoyed him. I haven't had an issue with him. He he brought a lot to the table for us. I think in previous seasons, my main issue with him is he blames everyone else for a mistake that he is also part of. And he just says, oh, it's their fault. And I, I, I'm the best. I should win. I did this and that. But no, you're also part of that. And he can't take the fall along with partners. So this season, I think he showed a more raw emotional side of himself and he did come out looking much more likable and i hope he comes back in a future season and you're able to like again tear down more of those walls within himself and i think viewers are going to gravitate towards that more and be like all right listen fessy maybe we haven't liked him as much in the past but arcs can change you've seen it in so many different people they start one way and then they climb on people's lists and there they go and they become fan favorites out of it so, so Lauren, um, somewhere someone can pull footage of this at some point during Double Agents. I said almost verbatim, you may hate Fessy now, but if he stays on long enough, he could have a Corey-esque arc where people hated him at the beginning and then grew to like him as he figured out the show more and figured out himself more. And you just said that, even though at that time, I'm pretty sure you said there was no chance... There was no chance I will ever root for Fessy or I will ever like Fessy. So I'm glad that things have changed. And you know what? I'm someone who enjoys being right. I'm going to chalk that up again as being right. Uh, I, but- I do not like it when you're right. It's not very fun for me. But yes, I will give you credit. And you did say it. And you know what? I own it when I am wrong about things. So I'll own it right here. I was wrong. But... I am also right about many of things, but you you, are. Can, you, you are. can have yours with this. You one. are you you predicted the Josh first Josh blow up of the season, so I give you credit for that. There you um, go. See, I don't only put flack on Lauren, guys. Uh, <laughs> I give her, her credit, but what we do need to see though from both him and from Josh, because especially from Josh, I love Josh this season. Like, go figure. I'm now a big Josh fan. I like I I can root for him. I think he's a very like a guy and. Um, someone that you can relate to if you get past the initial layer that gets people to be annoyed by him. I think they need to come next season and actually show that they're willing to make the changes because you can only say so many times, I've learned the error of my ways and I am going to do what I need to do to fix fix all that and also better myself because Josh has said that last season. He said it the season before. 
and the season before that. And he comes back and he does the same issue time and time again. We need to see growth because if we don't see growth, then he's just a two-dimensional character. And at that point, production will be tired of some of these people and not call them back. I honestly would be interested to see Josh play a season again without Casey there. Not going to happen. <laughs> I know it's not going to happen, but I, I I would like to see that and see what he does. Because I, I do like the relationship that they have, but I also think sometimes how Josh is, he kind of leans on Casey for a lot, and I want to see him play without her. I would like to see a season where it's like he doesn't like like you said like he doesn't have his crutches he doesn't have like his home support it's going to be very difficult to have that just because these people are going to be regulars but we'll see but uh so we just saw that the aftermath uh, Esther's now a um on her own if they don't get to uh, the uh nominations room within that 15 minute alignment TJ does what we said he should just done to start this episode take the power in his own hands and make the decisions for elimination. But before we head to nominations and also the Emmy storyline of it all, uh, we're going to hear some words from our sponsors. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine in cherry ice flavor. Each and every flavor actually tastes great and it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. I am so happy that Lucy is sponsoring us. Ever since they came on board, I have gotten no less than five of my friends transitioned over to Lucy and put their cigarettes down. They like the gum. I'm used to seeing the packages all around. This stuff is great, and it's really helping people make much healthier choices. So get on board and join the Lucy movement. Hey, it's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple that you don't even have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Reality NSFW listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code SURVIVOR to get 20% off all products, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code SURVIVOR at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. That's lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code survivor this episode of reality nsfw is sponsored by blue chew say it with us blue chew blue chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer lasting erections that's right we're giving away super hard dicks Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve harder, stronger erections to combat all forms of ED. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor offices. 
no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. Here at Paddy Power, when we say there's a power price enhancement, we mean there's enhanced odds on a bet on UK and Irish racing each afternoon in shop every 20 minutes. Feel the power inside your local Paddy Power. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Max stake 50 euro or 25 each way. In shop only. Excludes betting machines. Applies to singles and each way singles only. One bet per customer. Offer period runs between 1 and 4 p.m. but may vary. T's and C's apply. Play safe. 18 plus. Gamblingcare.ie. Ask staff for more details. Whose licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Hey, if you're looking to give that immunity idol to someone or you don't want to be voted out of a crater, don't worry, Blue Chew's got you covered. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code SURVIVOR at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's Blue Chew. B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W dot com, promo code SURVIVOR to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. And we're back. And uh, before we hit nominations, we do get a conversation amongst a couple teams. Uh, but primarily, it's about Emmy and her pursuit for Uncle CT. Literally my absolute favorite I love that her and CT click. It's amazing. I just think that CT has finally found his person that he says, yes, I need them as a partner. I need them in my life because they are that amazing. I don't necessarily think that's the reason why he wants her as uh, his partner. Um, I mean, listen, I'm I'm just saying CT clearly wants to get Berna out of the way and is ready for someone else to swoop in and grab him. I mean, it's sort of weird because they're, they're telling us a story of Berna's doing too much. But really, the only thing she's been shown to do in the house is sit on Nelson's lap and say how much she doesn't like Amber. 
but like that's it we're seeing like we don't see her staging this like big coup or like trying to make all these other plans like all the vets wanted amber out anyway so like when cc's like you're not thinking about my game like you wanted amber out so i don't i don't quite get it but i think he sees emmy as someone that's more controllable more naive um i'm not saying this as a bad thing about emmy like i think she's a very passionate person is she fake a, a little bit a little bit but like she'll fight to the death though that's what that's oh, yeah, what she's i like passionate. about her she's yeah. passionate and i think he's someone who can manage her nerves or like her anxiety that she sometimes gets or her frustrations i feel like ct's because he's been there and done that he can sort of help temper her flames and also make her another rookie puppet for his group of veterans. Um, that's realistically what we're seeing here. Like we, because you have Ed in the room, but he's really a puppet for Tori and you got like Logan in there, but he's a puppet with Nani. Like the, the rookies are all fighting each other at this point. So it's really just figuring out with them, like, well, which rookies do we want to keep along for the ride? Um, and you know what? They make it official with Emmy with a, uh, Signing it in hot sauce, apparently. Wait, what are you doing in hot sauce? That's it. That's it. I enjoyed that moment. I loved everyone that was part of it because those are things that I want to see because it's funny, it's lighthearted, and Emmy was getting a kick out of it. Everyone in the room was. And I love when they show us that because you're actually seeing real engagement with people. That was a real scene. It was genuine. It was Mm. fun. It was just a good time. Right, but they... Then, like, you know, Tori has to bring it up as, like, trying to be a production pet, which she's not good at. Uh, but what, what what's going to happen when you take CT away from Berna? Like, what's going to happen? Because, like, you, and it's such a weird thing because it's, like, they do a one cutaway of Devin be like, Emmy and Berna have always been close. So, like, Emmy taking Berna's partner, like, that's going to be a fragment. Cut to Emmy and professional. I'm not friends with her. But, like, yeah. you then, but then you also see her actively go to like Berna and like they're talking and Berna's like are you gonna take like Uncle CT and Emmy's like no I'm not gonna do it oh oh spies and lies <laughs> spies and lies Lauren I'm gonna cut my allies off they said the title well here's the deal you just have said it Emmy's yeah it can be a little fake but you know the way she does it; it's funny. It's yeah. it's good. It's it's good television it's good to, to watch. It's good to yeah. me. It's like I'm not annoyed by Emmy. Like like John, Johnny will get this and appreciate. Like in in wrestling, there's heat. Emmy gets you heat. Like that's like you want people to root against them. But there's a difference between that and go away heat. And go away heat's like get off my television screen. We don't want you here. Like that's what some of the fan base have with like Josh and the Big Brother people. Like we don't want them. Like to them, they have go away heat. They don't for me. But I'm just saying like that's sort of like the radar. If you catch my drift there. But Emmy is an entertaining rookie. She's going to be back. They're giving her a lot of screen time. But uh, we're now in uh, the nominations. And essentially, Esther's like, I I feel like I don't want to go down there, but I know I need to go down there in order to decide my own fate. Because if I don't, I'm just going to be paired with a rookie. And everyone's just like, well, if we put Esther down there, that puts less blood on the agency's hands. It guarantees 
that you're only putting a girl down there. All the guys are safe, so all the guys should vote this way. And that's what we see. Well, also, before we even get into the nominations, I did not like how they said, should we just send in Josh? And I love that Ashley was there defending herself like, what? Because then the one who gets screwed by that. Yeah, and, and it was sort of weird. because I, What was it? It was Nelson. Yeah, Nelson suggested it. And I'm sitting here as a viewer saying, why in the world would you say that? And you literally I, I love Ashley because she's like, what in the world? That screws me. It doesn't screw him at all. Right. And like what we've been seeing at least, like, I, I've watched snippets of the after shows. Like, I, I haven't been keeping up with it as much this time because I feel like it's a little too fabricated. But, like, you hear Devin talk about, like, it takes a lot of work, like, him and some other people, like, to ensure that the veterans don't attack each other. And, like, they they feel like at this point, like, oh, it's easy. Just throw Josh down there. But not thinking, like, oh, it's not going to be a guy's elimination. Uh, so Devin's just, like, trying to very quickly be like, yeah, so we're not going to do that. We're not going to put Amber down because then you're punishing me. Like, let's just stick to the plan, guys. We're going to put a rookie down. We'll put another rookie down. There you yeah, go. Yeah, but you know what happens when people say stick to the plan. Those are normally the ones that end up getting a little bit too greedy and want to shake it up. But I will say with um, Ashley, I actually think right now in the game, she's sitting in a pretty decent spot. Yes. It's not like last season where you had the people going, like, we need to get the winners out. Because, like, her and CT, like, while maybe their names get mentioned, it obviously gets squashed to the point where they don't even mention it in the episodes. Um, so they have their connections. If you let them stay too long, they are very likely to get to the end. So we'll see. Like, I, I think a lot of them are now at the point where they're trying to uh, get their positioning. Because you're going to get to a point now very soon where you're not going to be able to have a rookie-rookie pair. So veterans are going to have to go down. And yeah, Amber's going to be an easy choice down the line. But like after that, you need to have your faction ready. And it's going to be a, some war right there. So, so I feel like... My question is this. Since there's not too much to the episode. Who do you think are the top three guys and top three girls that are in the best position to make it to the final right now? The best three girls at this point in time are Casey. Um, I, I will still say Nani just because like, I don't see people really saying her name. Um, the third one's sort of iffy because like there's a lot of girls that like, it's sort of up in the air for me, especially with Esther going. Like, who knows? Maybe it's Emmy. <laughs> Maybe she just can't lose an elimination, you know? <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, we've seen it before. Some people, if they go into elimination, they can steamroll their way to the end. We have seen it happen. That's why I brought that up because I would actually throw Ashley's name in there as the third girl. I think she's going to get to the end of this season because we're not seeing her part of too much controversy. As we said, her name's not mentioned as much at the moment because she was very targeted early last season because of that like whole winner thing. And it's not being mentioned in confessionals. We want to get these winners out. We want to go for them. So I'm going to put her in as one of my picks to make it to the final. Okay. And that's fair. And that's a very fair argument. My worry is always just if she ends up in elimination, she doesn't have the best track record. And at this point, they are removing, like not saying Esther's weak, but like some of the other people, like you're losing a lot of the weaker competitors for you to have opportunities against if you had to go down. Like it's not a gold skull thing where you need to keep them around for yourself to get a skull, but 
there's always that possibility you want to keep that one. And really the only ones left are um, on paper, just because we really haven't seen much of them, Priscilla and uh, Bettina. Uh, but we forget they're, they're on the season. Well, there's reasons for that, but at least uh, I don't know about Priscilla, but there's definitely reasons for uh, Bettina, dot, dot, dot. Mm. Uh, but yeah, to answer your other question for the guys, CT. Yep. If they ain't targeting him now, he ain't going in. Uh, Devin, I think, is in the perfect spot to get in because he's in between everything. So I don't think he's the one who's going to get a shot taken at, especially because it's not a gold skull thing anymore. So some people may underestimate him and go, we can face him in a final and make it an easy win. Uh, last, I feel like it's a toss-up between Corey and Kyle, just because like Kyle can get there, and when he gets there, he's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and Corey, it's a similar way. Like If he can get there, he's good. But I think with some of the hijinks he's doing, he could be blowing up his own spot eventually. Yeah, I'm still a little interested in Nelson. Not necessarily making it to the final, but I think if anyone else, another guy can maybe sneak their way in. I think Nelson has that potential. His only issue is if he goes into elimination and it's a puzzle, like right. you might as well have just sat out. Right. And and to be fair, they are giving more to confessionals this time around to Nelson rather than to Corey, which mm-hmm. like if you're reading into that, like that's probably a good read on you, Lauren. Um, but so we have that decisions made. Berna is now getting a little worried that like, what what if CT gets taken from me? Like, and, and she's so annoyed with Amber. She approaches Casey and says, "Like, why don't you guys just throw Amber in?" Like, everyone has a problem with her. She started the fight. Like, just throw her down there. Let her and Esther ha- like bang it out uh, down there and figure out who stays. Uh, like, and you think that actually like that isn't a bad pitch to Casey who already has, like, her own internal reasons. And I think her main internal reason is Amber beat me. It's, it's not a bad pitch to Casey, but here's my issue with Berna in this circumstance. I think it's a bad move on her end to even stir the pot even a little. I think she should have just laid a little bit low, not said anything, not tried to rock the boat. Because you hear CT in a confessional say, I don't know why she's saying all this. She should just stop, let things go. And as you said earlier, Emmy is more of a controllable player. And that's what CT wants. Berna, if Berna has an opinion, Berna's going to say it. She's going to go take action. Right. Right. Um, so we, we we head down there. It's now you're in the, the lair. And we see what we think is just a hall brawl. Classic hall brawl. It's not that. Uh, but Esther comes down and... They ask uh, Emmanuel and Casey, what girl do you want to throw down there? And they say, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Shout out to Spider-Man. Uh, he is going to put down M- his friend Emmy. And that catches Esther by surprise. And we get a cutaway from her. And what literally makes no sense, because in both episodes we really don't hear about it, is I thought it was going to be Amber or Bettina. I understood the Amber part. I was like, I was on page with her. I was like, that makes sense. Then she throws Bettina's name. I'm like, Bettina's name hasn't been spoken <laughs> on the edit, at least. So, like, you that's a poor job on the editor's part of putting a soundbite in there with information that isn't privy to the viewer. Because everyone, I, I was asking both times, I'm like, why did you bring up Bettina's name if you're, you didn't even throw her name out, even as like a half thing? Like, I, I think it was just weird. 
I agree. It just, it didn't fit. It was just something that either didn't need to be put in there or just leave it out. Yep. Okay. But yep, it's Emmy. She's doing it for her grandmother, for her mother, for Romania, for something that I didn't understand in her uh, accent. Um, (laughs) Rage Cage. Rage Cage, not Hall Brawl. Rage Cage. So it is Hall Brawl, but instead of running through the hall and hitting the bell on the outside the bell is hung up on the top of the hall and you have to go past your opponent climb up the fence and hit the bell it's an interesting take on it i i don't know if they why exactly they chose to do it this way but hey we saw people hit each other i mean that first impact that they had was wild it just I'm surprised neither one of them fell on their ass from it because they smacked the shit out of each other with that first hit. Absolutely, they did. You see both the GoPros on their helmets go flying immediately so they don't have any footage to use from that. They have to use all the camera angles from outside the cage. But really, it's a nothing story. Emmy wins both rounds. Um, Esther almost wins that second round but is too short or didn't climb high enough to jump and hit the bell. Emmy wins. Esther goes home, but not before. Also, like Tasha, yelling at a vet, calling them fake. And (laughs) I don't know about you, but it did put a little bit the fear of God in me when she says, I hold my grudges until I get my pound of flesh. I love to see it. I love people calling people out on everything. It's so fun because here's the deal. Yeah, she already lost and everything, but she got the final word. She got what she wanted to say out. And I think she's smart because her doing that gets the producers. All right, I want this girl back on another season because she's got fire. She's got fight and she's going to have issues with someone else that I'm going to have on. And that's what you want. You want the confrontation amongst other people. Yeah, I I feel if anything, this season could set up if they ever want they're not going to because they're not going to go back to their past unfortunately but it is setting up a good a lot of good rival pairs oh yeah um maybe it won't be called rivals but like mtv production music guy i i know y'all listen give us rivals you're getting a lot of girl girl and guy guy pairs i i'll even throw you can put me on again with anisa I'll make sure we're out the first episode. <laughs> um, I'm, I will do it for the viewers because we don't want that on our screens. But, um, yeah, I see Esther and Amber being like a good uh, pairing. You have like outside stuff like Michelle and Amanda. You got you got stuff cooking here. Um, but Esther leaves and it's now Emmy's time to pick. And she wants her reward. She wants her reward, Lauren. And she did put it in hot sauce. She did. And she goes with the uncle. Uncle CT. Uncle CT is very badly trying to pretend like he's shocked by this. And Berna's just like, I've been played. I'm pissed off. She's now partnered with the lovely Huey. She knows they're next. She goes down there and she's like, hey, I just want everyone to know. She came to me. And said she wouldn't take my partner. Like, so I'm like a little pissed off here. I thought we were friends. And he goes like, well, who were you rooting for? And you know what? That's a good point. 
Yeah, That's great point. point. Like, hey, I would be pissed too if I was down in elimination and Lauren was rooting for someone else. I would never do that to you. We got that bond that is just unbreakable. Sure, sure. I don't have past experience with you playing games where you have actively sabotaged me. But that's what yes. we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about a new rivalry has been born of Emmy and Berta. And we'll see who wins next week. It most likely will be Emmy because she's not in a rookie-rookie pair. That is correct. Uh, Huey and Berna, you better get ready to go into elimination because y'all are next. So somehow we managed to talk about this episode for 40 minutes. And I think, honestly, we were more entertaining than the episode. I sure hope so, because that episode gave me nothing. And look, I love podcasting. I love talking with you. Glad we were able to chat about this boring episode of The Challenge. But hopefully they get back on the right track. And next week's another good one. And we hope to see Johnny and Matt joining us as well. Right. So uh, some programming notes before we close this out. Uh, remember... If you liked what we did, please click that like button. Uh, if you aren't subscribed, subscribe. Press that subscribe button and click that bell and make sure it's set for all notifications so you know when we put new uh, new podcasts out. Like we we every week uh, we're now closing out on Big Brother, so we should have Brent back next week with Bobby Goodsby uh, to do the finale. I believe is next week for Big Brother. Uh, we have another episode, Survivor, where I know for sure Matt Bischoff will be there. We'll see who else is there. Maybe I will. Maybe Lauren will. Maybe Johnny comes. Who knows? It's crazy. Uh, and on Thursdays, you will again see us covering next week's episode of The Challenge. Uh, and if you like what we're doing and you want to be more involved, become a patron at ad-free reality NSFW. Uh you can join the secret Facebook page that way. And we have survivor content that is for um, Australian survivor on the Patreon page with Matt and Johnny, as well as uh, the patron Q and a, there's a lot to be involved with. And you know what, if you didn't like what we did here or you didn't like the episode, uh, you know, you don't have to put the negative comments on there. Uh, we're here uh, trying to have a good time, give you some entertainment. So if you have negative thoughts, you know, give them to yourself. We are here to spread love despite my hate for the official challenge podcast. Uh, so I'm Alex. This is Lauren. You're going to hear from some more ads and we will see you next time. Autumn is in the air. The pumpkins are in the patch and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming. If you know what I'm saying, make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, get ready for cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with promo code SURVIVOR. Now listen, I have had my fair share of mishaps in the past. And uh, going into Halloween, uh, the, the guys like to dress scary. The girls like to dress uh, inviting. And as a result, you're bound to get your pants down if you do things right. Well, you don't want a big bush down there. You want those things freshly trimmed, shaved so perfectly. Don't use a razor. Go to Manscaped. It's the only way or you will not be getting treats, but only tricks. It's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, 
Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. And if you're looking to cozy up this fall, this trimmer is essential. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. It also gives you the ability to turn a 4,000 LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave, plus it's waterproof. I hate shaving in the dark. That 4,000 LED spotlight, perfect. But the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. So you use the uh, the lawnmower 4.0 for your rear. Use this for your ear. This nose and air, hair trimmer uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system to provide proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps against nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. Everyone knows pumpkin spice lattes and ball deodorant go hand in hand. That's all they're talking about at Target these days. It's crazy. Then after trimming the pumpkin patch and whacking the leaves, give your balls a boost and use the Crop Reviver. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. You see me on the road, I have the Manscaped Shed Travel Bag with me everywhere I go. Get comfy on the home and on the go this season. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code SURVIVOR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SURVIVOR at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Promo code SURVIVOR. I've been trying to cut down on carbs, sugar, and unhealthy food and realize I basically can't eat anything anymore. I mean, I used to love eating that delicious cereal, but I can't. But wait, I can, thanks to Magic Spoon. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. That's only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Plus, build your own box. Available available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and my new favorite, maple waffle. Magic Spoon just recently brought back two super popular flavors, cookies and cream and maple waffle, just like you're talking about, Johnny permanently when these flavors were first introduced for a limited time they sold out extremely quickly you should make sure to get these again and try them for the first time they're delicious and indulgent every morning i wake up i look into my cabinets all i have is magic spoon cereal i have all the, i have all the options and uh i'm like i'll do a little bit of uh i'll mix uh some uh some cookies of cream a little cinnamon maybe uh, uh cocoa and peanut butter but, uh, oh, man, that maple waffle just by itself is just something so spectacular. Hey, they're perfect not only for breakfast, but that guiltless midnight snack. So go to magicspoon.com slash survivor to grab a cup, custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code survivor at checkout to save $5 off your order. 
And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash survivor and use promo code SURVIVOR to save $5 off. And thank you to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.